Morning, God's Word comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1. Matthew 1. We're going to begin our reading at verse 18 and then read through the end of this chapter. Matthew chapter 1 beginning at verse 18. What we hear now is God's Word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus." Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, as Advent continues, we continue to look at Jesus' biography. We have talked about Jesus' birthplace in Bethlehem, an unlikely place and an unlikely time. We talked last time about Jesus' family tree. And by looking at some of Jesus' ancestors, got a picture of who he was and what he came to do. He was son of Abraham, that is, he was son of a promise, a promise made long ago, fulfilled by God. He was son of Boaz, which spoke about his work of redemption. He was son of David, which spoke about David and his deception and his sin. And he was son of Mary and Joseph, a spirit of obedience to the will of God. This morning, the third Sunday of Advent, we now look at Jesus' name, uh, the name that was given to him. And we see how his name, again, reveals something of who he is and what he came to do. When you are expecting a child, uh, part of the preparation of expecting that child is to think about what are we going to name the baby? And there's a lot of excitement about what are we going to name the baby? Uh, Sometimes we name our children after family members. Uh, There is a a wonderful tradition of that. Uh, Sometimes we name our children names just because we like that name. It's a name we we enjoy hearing. I think I probably told you before, um, when we were expecting our first child, uh, Mary and I went through books of baby names and tried to pick out just the right name. And you have a name if it's a boy and a name if it's a girl. And then you have kind of a secondary name just in case. And we spent a lot of time with our first child doing that. And then our second child came along. We spent a good amount of time. We had our, our, initial, our additional list. We could look at the initial list and kind of said, okay, well, what do we still like? 
And then the third one came along, and we go, okay, well, let's just, you know, somewhat pick a name. And then uh, we got to the fourth one and said, well, we don't hate this name, let's call her Rebecca. And so, <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it, it lessens in significance as time goes on. God saved the best for last. <laughs> While we think about what name we're going to give our child, none of us here, none of us here, we're given divine direction as to what we should name our child. That was the case with Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph were given a specific instruction from God what they were to name their child. They did not have a choice. You shall call his name Jesus. Jesus' name came not from his earthly parents, Jesus' name came from God himself. Joseph would uh, be, uh, have an encounter with an angel. We read about their, their, uh, their uh, upcoming birth, this child before they'd come together, and Joseph wanted to quietly put Mary aside, not wanting to shame her, but an angel comes and speaks to him. We read uh, in verse 20, as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. You will call him Jesus. Joseph received revelation from God that they would have a son, and this is what they were to call him. Mary also would be told this news. Uh, we read that in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Mary, too, receives divine revelation. You will call his name Jesus. The angels go, angel goes on to say to Mary, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. God the Father in heaven names his child. God the Father in heaven sends an angel both to Mary and to Joseph saying, You will have a son and this is what you are to call him. Now why, why do we suppose God was so particular about the name to be given to his son? Well, to, uh, I guess to understand that, we have to know uh, what Jesus' name was and what it means. And we actually talked about this this morning in my catechism class, about the, the way that names were given and, and, and the fact that the New Testament uh, was written in the um, language of commerce of the day. The New Testament is written in Greek. But they weren't speaking Greek. Uh, Mary and Joseph didn't speak Greek. 
They spoke Hebrew or perhaps Aramaic. And so, while in our Bible we read that his name shall be called Jesus, Jesus is actually the Greek equivalent of another Old Testament name. It'd be perhaps like this, if, if, um, if uh, you were going to write a history of, of a Hispanic nation, and there was a great uh, hero of that nation, and his name was Jose Verde. But you wrote your history in English. You wouldn't write Jose Verde. You'd write Joe Green. That would be the equivalent in English of the Spanish name. Well, the same thing's going on here. The New Testament is written in Greek. And in Greek, his name is Jesus. But what his name was in Hebrew, what Mary and Joseph called him, was not Jesus. They called him his Hebrew name. His Hebrew name, Joshua. Joshua was the name that God gave to his son. You will call him Joshua. Now that gets translated into Jesus, but, but he was called Joshua. And we think how perfectly that fits Jesus. He, we think back to the Old Testament. We did a series of sermons a while ago on Joshua. Joshua in the Old Testament, the one who, was com- who would come to lead God's people into the promised land. Moses had taken them out of captivity, but Joshua is the one who brings them into the promised land where God said he would take them. Both Moses and Joshua in their work pointing forward Jesus Christ. Joshua completes the work and brings the people to their land. He is their leader. He is their conqueror. And so so Joshua, already in the Old Testament, Joshua means God saves. It means God saves. God was saving. He was rescuing his people. God saves. The name to be given to Mary and Joseph's son. We also read this this, uh, prophet uh, uh, quote here. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. That is, this child to come would be God himself. He would be God with us. Perhaps you recall when this prophecy was given, back in Isaiah 7, uh, Ahaz, king of Judah, is worried about two kings who are attacking him. He is looking for deliverance, and God comes and says, I will take care of you, and this is the sign I'm going to give. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. That is, I will be with you. I will accomplish what needs to be done. I will be your victor, Ahaz. You can trust in me to be the one who will secure the victory. God himself, God with us. And so we see how these these names, the name Joshua, the title Emmanuel, so perfectly fit Jesus Christ. He comes as that perfect fulfillment of these Old Testament terms. He is God saves, Joshua. The Savior, not simply from a a, a human captor, but the Savior from sin. The true deliverer. 
chapter 1, verse 21. He shall call, you shall bear a son, you shall call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. That's the nature of Jesus' salvation. Not simply a temporal salvation, like for Israel, but an eternal salvation. He will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of his Old Testament name. He is Joshua. God saves. We must not make him less than he is. If we ask people, who was Jesus? Well, he was an interesting historical figure. He was a, he was a great teacher, a wonderful rabbi. He was even perhaps a, a, a prophet or, or just a really good moral man. All of these make him less than who he was. He was Joshua, God saves. The one who came to save their, his people from their sins. We may not make him less than he is. He saves his people from their sins. We must not make our sins less than they are. We say, oh, that, you know, I, I know I do that, but that's just, just a character flaw I have. Uh, that's just one of my bad habits. You know, it's just a family trait. Our sin is that which breaks our relationship with God. Our sin is that which is an offense to Him. Our sin is not just a matter of what we do or don't do. It is our disposition against the ways of God. Our sin is so serious that it would take nothing less than the death of God's own Son to accomplish the work of salvation. We may not minimize our state we find ourselves in. It would take Jesus Christ, Joshua, God saves, who would mend that broken relationship. It would be Jesus Christ, Joshua, God saves, to bring us full redemption, to bring us into the land of promise. Jesus Christ, He saves His people from their sins. He is the complete Savior. He is the only Savior. And He saves us completely. He saves us from all our sins and shortcomings. He saves us from our cruel actions. He saves us from our hurtful words. He saves us even from our fallen thoughts. He is the complete Savior. He saves us even from those sins that we have a hard time forgiving ourselves for, maybe sins of the past, maybe sins of our youth that we just seem to cling on to yet, when we confess those to Jesus Christ, He saves us totally and completely. He washes us, makes us white as snow. This is the nature of Jesus, Joshua, God saves. A complete Savior who saves us from all of our sin and our fallenness. He is Emmanuel. He is God Himself. God with us. And by that power, He can be the complete Savior. Jesus doesn't save us 
part way. He doesn't say, look, I'll do my part, but you have to do your part. He doesn't come to to make salvation possible for us. He doesn't come to give us an offer of salvation. He is God Himself, Emmanuel, God with us, and does everything necessary to secure our salvation, to accomplish our salvation. He is the complete Savior, saving us completely from all of our sins. He is the one who comes as our Joshua, as our conqueror, as our victor. Not doing battle simply with human foes, but doing battle with Satan himself. And Jesus is the victor, the mighty conqueror, the one who rescues us from our sin. This is his name. You will call him Jesus. You will call him Joshua. You will call him God saves because he will save his people from their sins. What a glorious, glorious message. Every time we hear his name, every time we sing his name, we're reminded of what he did. What he did for his own. Don't miss what the angel says in verse 21. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people. Contrary to what you might hear on some radio stations, contrary to what you might hear in some churches, Not everyone is saved. It is not the case that in the end, God is so loving that he he just says, well, just all of you come to heaven, and everyone ends up spending eternity with him. God is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a just God. And there is punishment for those who refuse to acknowledge him. Jesus came to save his people. This blessing of God saves, this blessing of Joshua is is only for those who embrace Jesus Christ, is only for those who acknowledge Him. It is for each and every one of those. It is for all of His people. But it is only for His people. He came to save His people from their sins. So this this, uh, Christmas season... We have to ask ourselves once again, have we acknowledged this Jesus? Have we acknowledged who He is? He is God Himself, God with us. He is God sent to earth to save His people. Jesus, Joshua, God saves. Have you acknowledged Him as your Savior? Have you acknowledged him as the only hope you have for salvation, for the redemption of your sins, for the removal of your sins? Only by turning to him. He is the only name given under heaven by which we may be saved. This Christmas season, may we truly celebrate 
who Jesus is. May we celebrate when we declare his name, the one who came to save his people, the one who came to save us. For we have humbled ourselves before him. We have recognized there's nothing in us that could save ourselves. We simply look away. We look to the one whom God has sent. Emmanuel, God with us, his own son, whom God sent and named exactly what he would do. You will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Do you know his name? Have you confessed that name as your Lord, as your Savior? If so, then you are ready. You are ready truly to celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ, the Savior into the world, for he has come to save you, one of his own people. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you and praise you for your holy word, a word that reminds us you are the God who plans all things out perfectly. You promised the birth of your son. In the fullness of time he came, and you gave him that name which so perfectly fit who he was and what he came to do. We acknowledge him as Emmanuel, as true God who came to dwell with us. And we recognize him as Joshua, God saves. How we thank you, O God, for the glorious gift of salvation that you have, have assured us that in Jesus Christ we have all we need for a Savior. There's nothing we have to do, nothing we have to offer. Lord God, this Christmas season, maybe once again rest in his finished work, in the blessing of knowing him as our Lord and as our Savior, of the blessing of knowing his name, Jesus, God saves. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. We turn in the Psalter hymnal to 383. 383. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. We're going to sing all five verses of 383. Let's stand together as we sing.
receive the parting blessing of our God. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.